Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast. With Dan Wetzel. This turkey tastes a little different, Uncle Bob. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Pete Thamel. There is hope for the people of America. We will make the SEC great again. We will get Lane Kiffin back as a provocateur. And SI's Pat Forty. Lane was the coach who crawled across the grass and lifted his leg on Mike Slive's decorum and collegiality. And here's Dan. All right, welcome to the podcast. Pat Forty will join us in a little bit because we taped the second half of this podcast earlier. This is like a mind bender. <laughs> now, Pete and I are taping the first part second because we wanted to wait till after we got to hear from the committee, the official rankings, because we want to serve you listeners with the most up-to-date information and analysis possible. And we wanted to listen to Rob Mullen say, we spent a considerable amount of time. <laughs> God. We wanted that... to offer the freshest mockery of that show. We didn't want it to be in our memory of how bad it is. We, we wanted it to be like, we wanted it to be right in front of us because, oh, that is an exercise in drudgery. We, we, have, show... we have good jobs, Dan. You know, we like our jobs. We're grateful for our jobs. But watching that show is work. That was painful. I don't know how you make it any better. The whole thing's stupid. So, like... The committee's fine. We need yeah. a committee. There's 130 teams or something playing for four spots, right? We need a committee. I'm fine with that. But the show, uh, I mean, this is, he basically said nothing. Anything yeah. could change. Who knows? Uh, you know, I once saw TCU sitting at four, win a game like 63 to three and drop to six. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, who knows? Anything's possible. This. Well, it might be the schedule. It might be what we think. I mean, you know, who knows? They're geniuses for having the show. Certainly, like, I, I give them all the credit in the world. We're taping our podcast around their show mm -hmm. that we knew wasn't, wasn't going to say anything. Rob Mullins hasn't said an interesting thing his entire time on the committee. Rob Mullins is an accountant. And, like, every interview is, like, you're interviewing your accountant. That's his, like, background in trade is that. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't say anything either. Like, what, what, what that's the most thankless job other than the than the the queso boondoggle that's involved with it my account Ivan glasser is is actually way more interesting so i would <laughs> big football fan he should be on the committee good with numbers all that so we should put him on anyway here's the rankings <laughs> ohio state's one lsu two clemson three i know surprise uh georgia is four utah is five utah is ahead oklahoma as they have been oklahoma's six Baylor is seven. Uh, and then there's just everybody else. They did uh, They did give Auburn over Alabama. Why Alabama's 12, I don't know. Who did Alabama beat? I don't think they beat anyone. Anyway. They have not actually beaten a team that's currently ranked. I haven't looked at the back of the rankings because nobody cares. But, yeah, like I, their best win, I believe, is A&M. Yeah. What is Memphis? It should be like 12. Seriously. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care. But. This is the thing. I don't even know how they sit through and spend considerable amount of time on, well, should Iowa be 16 or should Memphis be 17? I don't know. That's their worst ranking, by the way, in the playoff history rankings. Well, they haven't beaten anybody this year, so this is what happens. If their name's not Bama, they're not 12. They're 10 and 2. All right, so here's the pertinent questions, Pete. Is, okay, let's start at the top. Can LSU jump Ohio State? Because being one is a big benefit here, probably, because no one wants to play Clemson, as you pointed out weeks ago. 
So can LSU jump Ohio State on Saturday night? Sure, because they have the best opportunity. I think the tenor of that game is going to determine it as, as much as anything. If their defense can slow down Georgia's pedestrian offense, because that's the biggest question about them, and they if they go if they in the SEC title game they blow out number four Georgia, that's a that's a mighty strong case. But allegedly the the knock on LSU has been their defense statistically. So. If Ohio State beats Wisconsin the same way that they beat them last time, which was I think that was 35-7 game, something like that, I don't think anything will move. That is pro- that could end up being the biggest drama going into the selection next week is like who is number one, i.e. who does avoid Clemson. Right. Okay. Because uh, Ohio State plays number eight, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's moved up to eight. They jumped up ahead of Florida. So, you know, I mean, four, eight, it's a little bit. Is Clemson in no matter what? The ASPN seemed to say Clemson was in. They just, they were going through. I was watching the show, riveted, not watching the Boston Bruins, watching this show, maybe a little of the Bruins, but they were claiming <laughs> Clemson's in. Do you agree with that? They're Clemson's 28- in if they lose. If they lose. As a 28-point favorite. I-, I guess it would be like how the others shake out, because like Utah doesn't have any good wins, right? And so they're a tough case. Oklahoma really doesn't have any great wins other than they'll have two wins over Baylor, assuming they assuming they win. Let me put it this way. I think if Utah loses on Friday night against Oregon, Clemson is in. Yeah. Because Baylor and Oklahoma are to take each other out. Could, what if Wisconsin beats Ohio State and Clemson oh, loses? Yeah. Do you take Wisconsin over Clemson? Boy, Dabo would blow a gasket. Yeah, Dabo's had himself a week, huh? Yeah. I don't know. I think Clemson might be in. I've been. I wrote in my column. I think they're in again. Three top three probably in. I don't know Clemson, but uh, yeah, they, it maybe they thought if you get Clemson gets its doors blown off by Virginia, which I mean, just uh, Virginia might be able to win the game, but they're not going to blow them out. So I mean, Virginia runs the wing T pretty much. Yeah, like I think Clemson's going to be able to stop that. Like <laughs> if this was some road grading team in the ACC title game, I, I called around on Clemson today because I'm writing a column about them this week. Like. Their defensive line is a shadow of what it was a year ago. Their linebackers are good college players, but they're not like freaks. They're try hard guys who fill gaps and do all the, you know, do all those positive coach things. But their back their their backfield is very good. But there's a case that a team with like a great center of its offensive line could blow Clemson off the ball and pound them a little bit. Um but that is not Virginia. Virginia, Virginia's gonna get manhandled. It's like, it's like, you know, talk about like if you and I were drinking beer on the moon, who would pay the tab? You know, probably not gonna happen. <laughs> Basically, top three are in. Georgia yeah. can play its way in. Let's say Georgia loses. Can either Oklahoma or Bay and Utah wins? Can either Oklahoma or Baylor jump Utah because they play each other? Oklahoma six, Baylor seven, Utah. I am really trying to make this interesting. This is just not very interesting. Utah's 13. Can I don't know. Can that happen? Can Oklahoma get there? Yeah, I think the the only teams that can get in right now are that group of six, basically. You know, there's the three that we assume are in, and then it's between Oklahoma and Utah, which is like 95th percentile, and then Baylor. Baylor, you know, Baylor's schedule was built to get to six wins. Right. It was not built for a playoff resume. And that's going to haunt them once you start matching them up with, uh, with other one-loss teams. I was surprised they put Baylor this high. You know, because all they beat a mediocre Texas team and a bad Kansas team. So I don't remember what Baylor was. I last felt week. they had to, and he, they actually mentioned it. Rob Mullins goes, "Well, they just had a really good win over Texas." Like, like what? Like yeah. I, I feel bad for. I don't know what those guys are supposed to do either. They sit there for six weeks and come up with these things, and then every we pick apart which <laughs> the one thing they have to say on live television, which is very difficult to do. So I don't even care if it's like, really, that was. I mean, Texas sucks. I don't know. Yeah, so look, a lot's got to happen for this to, this weekend to be interesting. A lot's got to happen. Not sure a lot's going to happen, but we can be hopeful, all right? Yeah. Got anything else on the committee rankings you want to discuss? Yeah, I'm going to discuss how happy I am that we don't have to watch that show for another 11 months. Last one. All right, well, you got to watch Sunday. At least well, yeah, the real that's one. fine. There's actually like some, you know. We may not, though. We may not, you know? Yeah. But that's That'd be it. great if we know it's going to be like just file my, get my column ready and file yeah, it. Yeah, all set. I don't know. I think we're pretty, I think we're pretty set. All right. Well, this is what we're giving us. All right. That's the end of this boring part. I'm promising you, dear listener. Yeah. We have spent a considerable amount of time on more interesting things going forward. All right. We're welcoming Pat into the show now. 
because this is getting taped during the day, not our up to the minute breaking news work that Pete and I put in. So we got Pat back. <laughs> Pat, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank good to see. Good to see. Always, always <laughs> thrilled to be here. All right, so let's talk a little bit about football this weekend, but only a little because there's just, I go through these games. We have five rematches this weekend. No matter how big they make these leagues, they're just not necessary. These games are not necessary. And I I wrote a column uh, after you guys encouraged me the other day after my (laughs) rant on the podcast. You needed little encouragement. But now, yeah. Most people agree with me, but there's still the nostalgic or the, the zombie fan that believes the the <laughs> television ads. This is the quarterfinal. It's not. It's just not. I don't. No, it's not. How can you say it's a waste of time? These boys are playing hard for like Clem. If you got for Clemson players, what do you think will be more memorable? Winning the ACC title again because you already won it <laughs> and beating Virginia or hosting Oklahoma? And beating them. Like, I mean, come on. Like, there's better. There's something called better. So I can't deal with some of these fans, but whatever. You you want to listen to the establishment, go for it. You're all idiots. I know our <laughs> listeners aren't doing that. Never. So they're listening. Never. These are the people that listen to the ESPN podcast. <laughs> they want establishment boring. Well, we right. are the free thinkers out here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Unchain your mind, people. Come with us. <laughs> <laughs> We're like the football tea party. <laughs> so we are. We're trying to. We're trying to help out here with We're no a, political overlay. By the way, I want to be very clear about that. Desert no, of no. boring, nice suits and bad takes. Boring takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's got a chance. It's like uh, you know, I got eight teams in the playoff. You know, it's a controversial thing when you say the Big 12 is better than the. You know, I mean, come on. Anyway, we got Big Ten and Big Twelve are rematches. So those teams already won their title, but we'll see. ACC, no one's going to watch. Last year, the ACC title game got a 2.5 rating. Woo! Wow, that's like a college basketball game. <laughs> yeah, it is a college <laughs> basketball game. I mean, yeah, these are really big. Pac-12 is interesting if you follow the Pac-12, which nobody did this year because they're never in the playoffs, so no one cares. <laughs> the league was so boring that Chris Peterson just quit. He's just <laughs> quit out of outright boredom. That's it. Conference-related apathy. If they hadn't announced it, no one would even know. <laughs> Let me tell you how bad the Pac-12 is, okay? That guy's coached there like six years, and everyone's like, oh, that old Boise State coach quit? <laughs> that's that's true. Oh, the trick play guy? The trick play guy's yeah, gone? Right. I the love Statue the trick of, play guy. The Statue of Liberty guy. January 2nd, 2007. Yeah. I mean, he made it to the playoff once. I covered yeah. the game. Terrible game. Terrible Terrible game. I think that was the last semi I covered. I was like, okay, this is a joke. Yeah, so if you're into the Pac-12, I like this Utah-Oregon game. I think it's going to be interesting, and I'm guessing it'll get a 2.6 rating. (laughs) Yeah. It's at least marginally more interesting than last year's Pac-12 game, which was 10-3 to between two teams that had no chance to go to the playoff. At least half of the entries in this year have a chance. Utah. <laughs> they have to win and then win a debate, then hope someone yes. loses. Right. Yeah. Maybe two teams. I actually made a bunch of calls this morning and they were basically centered around Is Utah actually good? Like, I mean, I know they're good on defense, but like, here's the thing oh, wow. like, Can Utah win a playoff game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can quote you a few Utah statistics, but let's not. Yeah, Dan gets mad. That's when we get like salty follow-up text messages about talking about football too much. No, when, you no, start, just, when you start going into Utah uh-huh. statistics, you can already see Dan like yeah, that's why somebody, that's why his glasses are crooked. He just slams them on his desk. That's when I start looking for feral hog hunting videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> when i get hey. bored on our podcast i think it's probably not going well uh, <laughs> I, I will say i did talk to a podcast listener today and uh asked you know what what do you like and they're like oh the chicken wars Love yeah, the well, chicken oh, wars. we're so, gonna get to yeah. the chicken wars because yeah the chicken wars are are i don't think people are properly understanding what happened this week in the chicken wars but we're gonna get to it seismic okay. seismic <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to interrupt here real fast. And of course, you probably can't hear me because you just got up. But I had a coach, a college coach call me uh, last night. We we're talking about the carousel and he credited Sully by name 
for putting in very good urination-related sound effects to the P-Ole Miss bits yeah. that we did. So Sully really had his had his urine sound gif game going. I don't even know what you call those. So Sully, congratulations. I'm sure the the leaders at Yahoo, you know, will give you will give you raises and just for uh, for finding the proper urine-related sound gifts. So thank you. No hey, doubt that's much appreciated. Uh, go Panthers and and yeah, <laughs> I, I got gotta love different movie drops that we could fit yes. in there. It was James Villano, the FIU special teams coach who is a faithful faithful listener to our podcast well so. he, need, he needs an, he needs an sec coordinator job for that alone <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the p tape i mean matt luke is fired matt yeah. luke we, we yeah. hinted at this because we didn't know it on sunday but like people lost their job because they did a guy decided to do the p the p thing i mean the yeah. dog i mean what that 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 edged it from completely hilarious to oh my gosh people are getting fired because that dude crawled across the grass and lifted his leg like he was a bulldog good and I, I feel bad for matt luke but matt luke's made a lot of money and quite honestly the matt luke era at Ole Miss was not really going anywhere quickly <laughs> he was he was the nice guy they wanted to bring in after the right. after the I mean it, you can set this thing up it's the same it's always that guy um sure. but there are played for Ole Miss his brother played for Ole Miss yeah. and they basically mm-hmm. like now he's getting like six million to go away so like again it was a bad situation he handled it about as well as he could they actually from watching the entire Egg Bowl have some pretty good young players and they're obviously under huge NCAA restrictions and everything so like I don't know if you play on one knee for your alma mater. Matt Luke was a center who famously played through a bunch of injuries like and you basically get 10 million bucks to get punched in the face every day for three years yeah. and tossed aside when one of your players does a mock P thing like that's not a bad deal, right? Like that's, yeah. you know, Matt Luke can go be an old line coach somewhere in the SEC and make 800 grand. So this sign is, me up. Yeah, he can yeah. be coach Joe someday. Who knows? I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, the three year and fired route at Ole Miss has, has proven to be pretty lucrative. David Cutcliffe turned out pretty well. Ed mm. O turned out pretty well. But God, Manny what a way Luke. to lose your job. What a way. I mean, like, God, if yeah, we just upset Mississippi State, I might get. And, and But it's all the assistants. And it saved and Joe the, Moorhead's job, too, Dan. Yeah. Like, there, was a, there was a good chance Joe Moorhead was going to get fired if they lost that game. Yeah. So that's 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 a pretty powerful Million, stream. Tens of millions of dollars moved in the state of Mississippi yes. over that. A little move. Crazy. Love the Egg Bowl. All right. So the only game I'm really excited about is seeing is Georgia LSU. Georgia is the only team going in this weekend in this supposed quarterfinal that actually can win or go home. It's a one or the other, pretty much. Maybe Clemson has that. I don't know. We'll see. But Georgia, certainly, they win. They're in the playoff. They lose. They're probably out. Uh, I would say they're out. Can the Bulldogs beat LSU? and win an SEC title. So the SEC is really the only game that consistently matters. Pat, what do you think uh, Think of this? We'll make our picks later, but mm-hmm. going into this game, what are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for, first of all, it's an awesome matchup of a great offense and a great defense. LSU's offense we've seen, it's ridiculous. Joe Burrow's going to win the Heisman. They've got three receivers who are studs. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has come on and, uh, stronger and stronger as the season's gone on. They're the number two scoring offense in the country. And then on the other side, they're going up against the number two scoring defense in the country. This is, you know, Kirby Smart's bread and butter. He was a Saban assistant on the defensive side, and his defense looks a lot like a really good Saban defense. Actually, it's much better than Nick Saban's current defense. They hit, they cover, they rush the passer. You know, they they do everything well on that side. So it's going to be some – the, the Georgia secondary is awesome. The LSU receivers are awesome. So if you want a single matchup to watch, I think that's going to be great. Georgia's got some major problems on offense that are going to be a, an issue for them. But, I, I mean, there's a lot of intrigue in this, as you were alluding to, Dan, that, okay, if LSU wins, do they get the no, um, number one overall seed or does Ohio State? because I'm figuring Ohio State's going to steamroll Wisconsin. But then on the other side of it, if LSU loses, do they both get in to the playoff? And where are they seated along with everyone else? So that is definitely the game with the uh, most intriguing stakes, in my opinion. I will be there to watch it and maybe catch a little U.S. Open swimming at the same time, which is also in Atlanta. Ah, how convenient for you. So pretty Indeed. good. All right. Uh, coaching carousel. We, uh, As we mentioned, Ole Miss is open. Um, uh, Florida State is open. Missouri is open. 
USC probably not. Uh, I don't know. There's various ones. Arkansas is open. We have three in the SEC alone. This is what I want to do. I don't want to discuss just all these job openings, but what can we do? <laughs> what can we do as the Yahoo Sports College podcast featuring Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty? Got to get all <laughs> our brands in there. What can we do as a service to America? Because it's the giving season. <laughs> this well, is we are service-oriented podcast. We, we are sure. very service-oriented. We're always thinking of others. Taping on Giving Tuesday. Always with giving in mind. Always. 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 So what can we do to get Lane Kiffin into the SEC? Because I think that is what America needs. I think our campaign for Bobby Petrino's return <laughs> might be just too big a lift. It just might be... <laughs> It's too big a boulder right now, but we're not giving up, Bobby. We're here for you. <laughs> I'm not going to play the song again, but I will. If needed. <laughs> but what can we do? Is there any hope? Pete Thamel, our coaching court carousel correspondent. Any hope of Lane getting a job? Dan Wetzel, there is hope. There is hope for the people of America. We will make the SEC great again. We will get Lane Kiffin back as a provocateur, a saboteur, a cheater, a hostess sender to South Carolina for good recruits. Lane Kiffin will be back, and it will be lovely, maybe. You sure? He has one chance. Uh, He has one chance. His chance is Arkansas. A marriage of mutual desperation in middle America. Its own dark Netflix series, which will make Ozark seem like sunny. There is hope, America. There is hope for Lane Kiffin to go to Fayetteville to build a better brand than Walmart. There is hope. Wow. Man, that got me excited. Damn inspired, man. I am inspired. <laughs> Kiffin 2020. Yes. <laughs> It'd be so great. It'd just be so great. Kiffin, the only thing that we would be missing with Lane Kiffin back in the SEC is Mike Slive, who the late Mike Slive, who I loved and uh, enjoyed covering. He hated Lane Kiffin. I mean, he couldn't oh, stand God. Kiffin, oh. you know. He was, Slive was all about decorum and collegiality and, you know, <laughs> let's be classy and get along. And Lane comes in and Lane was the coach who crawled across the grass and lifted his leg on Mike Slive's decorum and collegiality, you know? So it's, uh, now Greg Sankey didn't fall far from the Mike Slive tree, so he might not exactly be turning cartwheels at the prospect of the Lane train coming back into the league, but... The rest of us are. It's too bad there was a brief flicker, you know, of, of speculation that Ole Miss wanted to go after Lane, which would have been the greatest <laughs> thing ever for one reason. His brother, Chris Kiffin, just got off a two-year show cause from the NCAA for violations he committed at Ole Miss. So it would have been perfect if Ole Miss would have hired him. Oh, yeah. Hey, Bring him back. Did it do your time, man. Do your time. <laughs> That's right. I mean, work. This is a country of forgiveness. Uh, <laughs> is there a back. verbal equivalent of the Lane Kiffin sunglass picture? Because that's my favorite picture. The one I believe is from Sports Illustrated where Lane is like, glare, you know, he's wearing his like Vol Polo and he's like glaring out over the sunglasses. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lane, Lane Kiffin, I've got to know over the years, as, as you guys have too, is extremely bright. He's an excellent play caller. He's a great football mind. And he just can't help himself. I mean, think about this. He tweeted out three blind officials this year <laughs> after his team like committed like 18 penalties against Marshall on a Friday night. It's just not that- only that, Peter, not only that, he tagged the conference office Twitter <laughs> handle in the tweet. Because they probably wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> as subtle as a sledgehammer. That's our lane. That's our lane. So we need to hire like the operative from House of Cards. Uh, you know, the guy behind the scenes that would run all the elections for the president. Lane needs someone behind the scenes working, working for him. He needs we, we need to get Lane 2020 uh, rolling here. We got, I mean, it's got to happen. I, you know what? Maybe next. I didn't prepare. Well, next time we'll do like the top five Lane Kiffin. Oh, yeah. I think my early favorite off the top of my head is when he told Alshon Jeffries if he went to South Carolina, he'd be <laughs> pumping gas oh, right. yeah. the rest of his yeah. life. Yeah, Alshon is like on year eight or whatever in yeah. the NFL. Mm-hmm. He owns the oil well. That's what he owns. But, you know, that's the kind of recruiting trash talk that we needed. <laughs> he did get fired before the national title game, basically, yeah. because he like... <laughs> 
<laughs> took the <laughs> FAU job and spouted off. And then they lost the title game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Lane Kiffin has been fired by Al Davis, the University of South Southern California, and Nick Saban. I mean, at least he's getting fired by esteemed uh, people and or institutions. And but he quit on Tennessee, and they wanted to name a, yeah. the water treatment or the, the water yeah, treatment the plan treatment. after. So. Yeah. Sewage treatment, yeah. yeah. There was, he had a deflated balls controversy at USC. Yes, he did. Before they were cool. Like, this was yeah, like, right. he was ahead of his time. Before like, Deflate Gate, he had yes. Deflate Gate. Yes. Pat, and I, uh, Pat and I did a dramatic reading of that scandal, <laughs> dude, <laughs> using the end of A Few Good Men. Yes, we did. Remember that? Did you order the deflation? (laughs) You can't handle the truth. The guy is a... Come on, man. You ain't doing anything in Arkansas. Ole Miss, come on. Missouri, you even exist? What league are you in, Missouri? Who are you? I'll show me State U. Show me Lane Kiffin. My God. Come on. Have some heart out there, people. (laughs) Bunch of cows. What are we calling him? Joey Diamonds? Joey mm-hmm. Mountain Water, Joey Ozark, Joey, Joey Ozark, Ozark. Joey Freshwater, Joey yeah, Ozark. right. Supposedly yeah. had a secret name. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, Kiffin, no. Johnny Manziel is the OC. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's bring back the hits. Play the hits. <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna dream. That's my coaching carousel update today. <clears throat> it's a good I one. Don't know. We'll see yeah. what else happens. I think a lot's gonna happen after Sunday. I think Sunday's gonna be a huge day. So check yeah. in. Be busy. Um, Hey, on yeah, it's the pod- been a little slow this week. Yeah, kind of slow. I'm not a little surprised. Uh, on the podcast, uh, I asked the other day what was up with Matt Rule's attire. We have learned it's called a smock, right? Some kind of smock look. Is that right? Pete, what is the story? I know Max Olson. I don't know whether he listened and we inspired him or Matt, Max is an excellent <laughs> reporter, so he probably came up with the idea himself. But I don't care. I'll take credit for it. Um, Absolutely. At The Athletic reported on what Matt Rule is wearing. And uh, I kind of like it because he's already – He's created something. It's like wearing the houndstooth hat never made any sense or Tom Landry or the Belichick hoodie. You got to have something. The sweater vest. What do we know? What do we know, Pete? Two takeaways from meeting Max's fine journalism. I I alerted the Pulitzer Committee halfway through because it was just really it was just really it was the news we needed on this podcast. If if the Yahoo Sports College podcast featuring Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty gave out Pulitzers, this story would have won. You know Uh, that New York Times commercial where they're like, this is our, we're reporters from the New York Times. We're investigating global warming on the cloud. Yeah. This is like, yeah, I'm Max from the athletic. Why do you wear that? <laughs> <laughs> That's our kind of journalism. Yes. <laughs> the truth. Yes. If Baylor makes the playoff, the athletic is going to like send someone to like, uh, you know, the, the factory in rural China to find the person who handmade his smock. <laughs> All right. So what's up with the smock? So there were two big takeaways. One, it had a hood. And you know what? Sometimes it rains in Big 12 cities. So Matt liked the hood. And also something we could all relate to here on this podcast and beyond. He said he enjoyed the fact there were a lot of zippers. So if he ate too much on Thanksgiving, he could loosen things up a little bit and let everything kind of hang out. So adjustable. Matt rule. uh, When Matt lived, when Matt coached at Temple, he lived in Philly and uh, he and his wife, Julie, were good friends with one of the restaurant critics at one of the local publications. Matt is a big foodie. So he uh, I don't know if Waco allows him indulge in that the same way Philadelphia does. But at least his clothing is prepared. Like if he wants to go to Rudy's and just go on a binge, he can at least like loosen things up a little bit. Does he fit in with high society Waco? Is that what you're asking? It's him and uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines, and maybe maybe Mac Rhodes. They D. That's pretty much that. That would pretty much be the the high society of Waco. Pete, so. uh, as a single, uh, you being a single man, I'm absolutely depressed that you know that much about HGTV. You should know nothing about HGTV <laughs> I have, I have unless you're married <laughs> and you have to watch it like the rest of us. <laughs> I literally knew the the Gaineses existed or whatever their names are because Matt Rule told me about them. They're so big. That's, They're big. That's, I really had not heard of them before. I've, I've never watched. Uh, if you said, I'll give you $10,000 right now, if you tell me what channel HGTV is on your, I would have no idea. I've never watched it. So, yeah. I, it's great programming. I have I'm never, a fan of the games. I have never watched it either. Oh, uh, the wow. only reason I know who it is is because uh, a friend of mine actually owns a, a silk or satin flower making business and, and, and plants. Sean so Dealey like, getting some love on the podcast. Sean <laughs> Dealey making the pod. Yeah, so they 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 like wanted to partner with the Gaineses, you know, for their interior decorating stuff. But uh, I can tell you this: I 
I would bet even the Chip and Joanna think that that hoodie's terrible. It's bad. It's no, a very, not, not very Chip. bad look. Chip would like it. Chip's a big would Baylor he? fan, and he he does not dress well. well. Joanna, he... Joanna would be angry. And as someone no. with a, I got a wife and two daughters. That's it. I got no men in here. I am stuck <laughs> watching this sh- network. I've seen them all. Flip and flop, house hunter, reno- uh, whatever, renovation <laughs> addict. Uh, same thing every time. I somehow have to think you have a little refuge, a little man cave where you can go watch your that's NHL true. and they just, whatever they drink else. your bush light. Yeah. When yeah. The, there's yeah. sacred time when the Bruins are on and then there's everything else. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go with it. I I, I I should stand stronger. I admit I'm weak and a failure, but, you know, you got to pick your battles, man. No, got to, HGTV sure. has overwhelmed me. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of battles, chicken war. Mm. Oh, yeah. chicken war update. Chicken war update. And I'm going to tell you what, this is, this is big. McDonald's. McDonald's, Whoa. the Golden Arches, has entered the chicken war. Man. And I'm going to tell you, if I'm Chick-fil-A, I am nervous. I am scared. I am not even kidding. This is like provoking China into an actual <laughs> attack. Chick- Chick-fil-A has 2,300 stores in America. Popeye's has 3,100. Okay, it's a nice little... Mid American Conference Maction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Bowling Green versus Ball State. Yep. Yeah. McDonald's has 37,855 <laughs> stores. McDonald's That's Alabama. is supposedly the largest private landowner in the United States of America. Mm. Only the United States government owns more land than <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> And now they have been drawn in because the Chick-fil-A Popeye War cut their chicken. They have that little chicken sandwich yeah. that they are, that whatever, the McChicken. Cleverly named the McChicken. Everything, the McChicken sales went down 2%. And it was enough of a blip that it hit headquarters. And now Chick- McDonald's has made their own thing. Now, I have, I have uh, they, it has only been released in Knoxville and Houston. Okay. Now Taco Bell also did their launch in Dayton and Houston. Why are people in Houston so lucky? <laughs> I know. I mean, they have to live in Houston. So I, I mean, maybe it's just like a sympathy sandwich. <laughs> sympathy sandwich. Uh, yeah, Houston is it. now the the epicenter of the chicken wars. I I, I feel work. a bit kind of left out. I mean, <laughs> Louisville is full of you know like high calorie, low nutrition people and places. We. We could be here. We could be in this battle. Does that we say that on the sign out. when you come over the river? Welcome to Louisville, full of high yeah. nutrition. Yeah. Taco value. Bell has used Louisville before for launches, so it, it, Louisville has been used as, as a test testing well, ground. We should be. My gosh, what was that Taco phrase? Low, high calorie, low nutrition. High calorie, low nutrition. Yeah, high calorie. I mean, what's that logo? that logo is me on thanksgiving at about 5 p.m standing sideways with my gut protruding it's like when you you start thinking you need some uh you need some pumpkin pie to clean the palate it'll make right it'll it'll, somehow there's some health well anyway uh, mcdonald's has got their chicken they've got the regular with no it's just got the sweet bun and the pickles and this uh special chicken supposedly I always feel all their meat is the same. Like the the breakfast sausage is just the cheeseburger double salted, but it's possible there's actual chicken here. Um, and then they have a, a a one with lettuce, tomato, and a, a spicy sauce. Now, early reviews I, that I could find on social media is it's very good, okay. uh, but it could be spicier. Hmm. So that's you know, all that's... I've heard so far. Now these are per- where do you go for that, returns. Dan? Like if you're uh, if you're if you're looking for that stuff, where are you where are you peeking? Like where where, where are you I've going got, for your chicken? I've got reviews? some dark corners. I think I went on the dark web. <laughs> I went on. The- okay. <laughs> I typed in chicken McDonald's chicken sandwich on Twitter and found some people in wow. Houston that had gone. That's that's some reporting work. Yeah, that's it. That was all the effort I put in. Anyway, look if these guys get involved and this thing is good. Like, I mean, this is like dire problems for Chick-fil-A. Like if their chicken sandwich is all of a sudden now available at 15 times more places, you know, that that's going to cut into cost. So, I, you know, I don't know. McDonald's, laugh all you want at that clown. 
<laughs> the Hamburglar, Mayor McCheese, all of them are Grimace, whatever that is. But when they want to do it, man. Yeah, no, that's a major escalation. The tweet launching the Chick-fil-A or the chicken sandwich for McDonald's, that bag looks awfully like Chick-fil-A's bag. So they're they're going oh. directly at them. They go right yeah. at So now we're right chicken Starbucks. conspiracy theories from Chicken Wars. <laughs> they said no beef, but they're they're wanting beef. You just you yeah, you target the opposition and you crush the opposition. Mm-hmm. That's crush what they're attempting Absolutely. to do here. Why do you think Why Grimace you... is grimacing? Because he's squeezing the life out of all the fast food competition. <laughs> I am very uh, eager to taste this. I got the hamburger to steal ideas. Yeah, I mean, this is a cr- I mean, they are a criminal enterprise, okay? The hamburglar <laughs> never actually yeah. goes to prison. Mayor McCheese's uh, administration has been rooted in corruption. <laughs> He's the teapot dome guy of uh, of fast food, no doubt about it. <laughs> Did Mike Leach just take this podcast over? <laughs> Ronald would be arrested on uh, all sorts of suspicious charges right now. L- lewd and lascivious conduct. Yeah, yeah, and like we said, we have no idea what Grimace even is. <laughs> You're expecting these people to do anything on honor or integrity? No, they are they are here to kill your. They're going to bring the chicken sandwich. I'm all right. Well, There's a, hey, I'll try it. I never, I didn't mind the old McChicken sandwich. You know, it was probably like chicken components that are breaded. That's about it. But if they're going to actually, you know, make it a legitimate piece of chicken, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm in. Since Dan, Dan's going to have to be you and I, we know Pete's a conscientious objector to the chicken wars. So at least he can't claim there's no McDonald's near his house because there's a McDonald's <laughs> that's everywhere. True. Yeah. There is actually not one really close. There is a Burger King. Like I could, I could hit like a. Well, then go get Joe that Burger Impossible Whopper and tell us how that is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and, and file a suit for that. Are we file going to actually do a chicken sandwich sampling uh, in New Orleans for the national title game? This Why is my line them all up? Well, the rest What's of the us have tried them it. all, Pete. Um. <laughs> it would just be you. Okay. But yes, That's we could. Fine. We could set them all up. Yeah. We need two things in New Orleans. We need. A lot Booze. of chicken sandwiches, Booze. and we need both good beer and bad beer. We need my beer. We need Wetzel beer. All right. We'll have a ta- blind taste test, maybe, on bring which on. chicken be sandwich fun. is the best. We could set that up. But then we got to bring in whatever that chicken restaurant that uh, the guy threatened to blow up the bathroom in you know, Canal Street, <laughs> and they right. thought it was a real <laughs> bomb scare. Yeah. That, that might have been like the funniest moment in our podcast history. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I'm fixing to blow up the bathroom and they called the cops on a terrorism charge. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, <laughs> guys are uh, sitting there with his pants around his ankles, minor, like doing a crossword. <laughs> and here comes ATF breaking down the door. <laughs> Automatic weapons pointing at him. Oh, oh heaven help us. All right. Here's another uh, controversy. If you watch football this weekend, college football, absolutely, and NFL, absolutely, they kept repeating this one commercial, among other commercials. But uh, the one I hate the most is that one where the the couple buys each other a truck or whatever. I love it. (laughs) How many times are I going to watch? What the girl, the woman buys a watch, the guy buys, and then she steals the truck. Terrible, right? I don't like that. I didn't like that one. But the Peloton commercial has become huge. Have you seen the Peloton? Have both of you seen the Peloton commercial? Of course. No, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, so yeah. the, in this commercial, for those of you who didn't see it somehow, I think they're trying to get to husbands as their, their purchaser. And I, I'm interested in your guys' thought because you both do the Peloton. You own Pelotons. But the commercial is basically this husband buys a Peloton for his wife on Christmas Day, and she spends a year videotaping herself riding the bike and then at the end talks about how meaningful it is and has changed her life now this commercial has for whatever reasons we'll discuss been absolutely panned to the point peloton's stock went down nine percent at the beginning of this week almost one-tenth of the country company lost value now i think that's probably a steal we're overreacting a little bit to this commercial but problems with the commercial i do i i get i get it because i find the commercial annoying one the woman on the commercial is a supermodel, okay? She is a yeah. size negative one. <laughs> she wears fully made up at all times, including like the 6 a.m. workout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So first, so it's like, okay, so you bought a you bought a exercise bike for someone who was already in ideal peak physical condition, and then nothing changed over the course of the year. Great. 
and then I think that's really the issue because a lot of the reaction has been, okay, why is this husband looking at his wife who's an absolute smoke show going, hey, honey, maybe we get you a little exercise bike. Maybe get, a, get a couple miles in because you can always improve, right? But of course, if you're making the commercial, you have to be politically correct these days, which means the ideal commercial is like, the guy buys it for his wife, who's now got three kids and gained a couple pounds naturally. And you go, hey, maybe you ride the bike and she ends up losing 10 pounds and it's a great success story. But you can't do that. No, no. <laughs> you can't do that. So you kind of got to have the woman involved be like a 23-year-old <laughs> supermodel. <laughs> but I guess this goes to, would you ever just surprise your wife or Pete, in your case, your girlfriend, with an exercise bike, and would she accept it or look at you like, what are you saying? <laughs> Pat, you've been married the longest here. What do you got? <laughs> yes, I would, and it would be really well received. Uh, as contrary to everybody that is ripping the hell out of the, you know, the the monumental insult of buying your wife exercise equipment. Now, some of this is specific to my situation. My wife's gonna exercise no matter what, all the time. She's that person. So, but she's what I we got a stairs machine upstairs that I'm pretty sure I got it for Christmas. I, I can't remember exactly when we got it, but it was a gift of some kind. It's not that big a deal. If you know, at least know who your audience is here. Who are you buying for? If yes, if, if I guess if the message out there is men of America, buy your fat wives this, <laughs> and, and, and they'll like you more. That's probably not a good message and probably not going to be terribly well received, but... You know, if your wife likes to exercise, getting her a piece of exercise equipment is not that big a deal, in my opinion. Now, the commercial is absurd and stupid, I will say. <laughs> Anybody, any woman who wants to sit there video doing, making a video log of herself exercising for a year, I don't want any part of. I ain't buying her anything. She, she can buy me. I can buy her divorce papers. That ain't happening. Her video is basically a testimonial about how great of an idea her husband had, which to me yeah. suggests that. Like there's a little bit of a, at least a mental abuse, if not physical abuse in this relationship. <laughs> like, I, I, did you, don't just say thank you and use the bike. I want a video, a, a small movie made about how much you love this bike. <laughs> and you better be in full hair and makeup at all times while riding the bike. <laughs> at all times. Yeah. Absolutely. Put the lotion in the basket. This is crazy. As somebody said in the, the you know, the, the arduous process of going from 116 pounds to 112. <laughs> <laughs> that thing definitely blew up the Internet. I did not realize that it was uh, it was that divisive because I'd seen the commercial. I didn't really think much of it, I guess, when I saw it. She does have kind of spooky eyes. <laughs> like she's like she has like a little like big crazy like she hasn't blinked since like 2004 um yeah i not did good not looking enough it. for you pete not good looking enough for you not my type uh yeah well i mean her husband just demanded she ride a bike for a year i'd be a little spooked too do you think so the commercial gets all this attention the stock tanks but now if there are three like unlikely people in an unlikely place to be talking about the Peloton, yeah. it's on our college football podcast. Do you think <laughs> this? Do you think it's a good time to buy Peloton stock right now? I do. I do. Let's and say I'm what did I just send uh, that to to you at Dan? Um, it's, at it's at thirty three right now. Thirty three and a half. Thirty three point five zero. Yeah. Okay. So we will mark that and then we'll see yes. what it is. Yeah, that's yes. the race for the case right there. Come like, yeah, yes, exactly. Like, do we, I think, do I, I think take all the sale. money I'm going to win from Pat in the race for the case? Do I sell my beer and just buy a, buy some shares of Peloton stock to, uh, in, in order to, uh, in order to further capitalize on my, uh, on, on my gains. But it, it, it I didn't realize it had struck such a chord into like pop culture and was devices yeah, and people were tweeting about it. And that's why yeah. we're talking about the big issues of the day. Here yeah. on this thing, including the Peloton. Um, I would get a Peloton, but I don't have the fancy window overlooking Manhattan <laughs> <laughs> or the Rocky was, Mountain. Why do they always put it in the middle uh, of their living room? No, that was my wife's big thing is like, who has these these properties, you know, where that that's the only way you can enjoy your Peloton is if you have a 56-story apartment overlooking the Hudson or you're on San Francisco Bay or whatever. Yeah. 
Ours is in the basement. There are no windows. Very extra. Very extra. Mine is actually in front of windows. Now, I live on the third floor of a condo building, so it doesn't really look over much more than a street. The story of my buying it is pretty funny. I won a Super Bowl square at my buddy's bar, and I was excited, and uh, I saw the Peloton commercial. I had tried it at the national title game. There was one at the hotel in San Jose, Um, and I did it twice, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my... My newfound, uh, my newfound riches and buy a Peloton. So I be- then became a cliche, put it in front of the windows of my city apartment, and there it is. And I like it. Do you like it, Pat? Yeah, no, I do. Um, you know, I, I, what I don't like, I don't like the interactive stuff. I don't want to be in any class. I don't want somebody yelling at me. You know what? I, I just <laughs> want to. people. Ironic. You spend your life yelling at people. What? <laughs> 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 and, and they spend their life yelling at me. There's enough yelling in my there's enough yelling in my life. There's enough. There's enough. So uh no, I put it on like, you know, the French countryside and, and go through that. But it's funny. Now, I will full admission, we didn't pay for our Peloton. My daughter did out of her USA swimming money. This is eventually going to be her bike when she gets out of college, when she has a place to put it. I know a devoted podcast listener, Jeff Shellman, former sports writer in Mm. Minneapolis. He is a Peloton fanatic, and he's actually on business, gone in New York, and then gone to the actual class that he takes online. Yeah. Why would you want to commune with those people? Why? why? What's the point? Talk to Shellman, man. I will actually probably do that in New York next week. I'm going to attempt to go do that because – I don't know. I kind of want to see what it looks like. This has got a culty feel to it. It does. <laughs> Already. Sully skeptical. The Peloton cult. So Bo- yep. Booger McFarland, the Monday Night Football announcer, has become tied to Peloton somehow. And he has tweeted out his like time. So there's a there's you can keep score on Peloton, which is one of the cool things. And you like keep track of like not the numbers. Cool. And like not cool. Booger McFarland's 30 minutes compared to my 30 minutes. It's like <laughs> humiliating. Like I told him if he tweeted out his like workouts anymore, I was going to unfollow him on twitter because they're just like it just it's not even in the same universe like i'm riding a tricycle and he's riding a peloton um, well, he was a same. world-class athlete in the nfl correct and, he and i win a super bowl yeah mm-hmm. i think yeah yeah but other than no. that yeah you know i'd actually that's probably a better commercial for the yes. college football audience is is booger like look at how good a shape booger yeah. mcfarlane is in because he rides his bike that actually would do better mm-hmm. than uh in case you're married to this woman um <laughs> Buy a buy a bike. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, one more here for us. I, I got some people's court. I got to go. I got to ask the judges Uh-oh. to put on their robes. Okay. Have a question for us all. The great legal minds that we have here. Can we call the Indianapolis judges from the, uh, from the <laughs> pod the other day? Can we get them in? Those two are, are kind still, of legal minds. Yeah. Two of them are still recovering from their gunshot wounds. <laughs> there was an incident. At the ShopRite in Howell, New Jersey last week, the, sh- the ShopRite grocery store, two women were waiting in the, the express line, okay? Details aren't great on this. Apparently, Howell, we're basically relying on a Facebook post from Howell. Howell doesn't really have a newspaper anymore, unfortunately, because, and we're all losing because of it. Support your local newspaper, if only because we'd have better info on this. But uh, 11.49 a.m. Thursday, a 43-year-old woman was challenged by a 45-year-old uh, Howell woman at the ShopRite on Route 9 because she brought too many items to the express checkout oh, lane. Oh, there we go. Always a source of conflict. After the two exchanged words, they got into a physical altercation. <laughs> Witnesses said included punches to the head, <laughs> biting, biting, spitting, oh. and hair pulling. Oh. Then Ooh. another woman tried to intervene a peacemaker perhaps or she jumped in on one side or the other and she got scratched and bit on the leg whoa all right store employees eventually broke up the scrap and the police came now uh the first uh two women simple assault and disorderly conduct for both of the uh the woman who tried to break it up and the woman who had issue with the 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 extra shopper, if you will, the Howell woman was charged with disorderly conduct. Okay, judges, where do we side if these are the facts? Who is guilty and innocent? Should there be vigilante justice carried out if someone tries to bring 17 items into the 15 and under lane? 
I'd like to know how many items because I really yeah, feel that's like well, that's tail. It's hard to make a determination until you know how many items. Does each egg count as one? No, counts as one. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like, what are we talking about here? That's what I want to know more facts. If you have more facts, please, you know, hit our anonymous tipster line. <laughs> what is your judgment here, Pat, on the on the shop right throwdown? Well, I, I agree that the knowledge of the, the number of items would be helpful here because then it's can't you know, be a little bit pregnant, decide. though. It says what? 15 or under. I know. No, you can look. Here's the thing. It's <laughs> justifiable assault or really justifiable assault. Oh. depending how many over. All right. Yeah. If you're over, you deserve to get hit. If you're really over, you deserve to get bit. All right. It's all fine. Scratch everything. I am a firm believer in the limit. They got the sign there for a reason. We're trying to maintain order in this country. And part of that is having an express line that works and follows the letter of the rules. Hit her, bite her, do it all. If, she's, if she was way over. If it was 15 and she had over 20, oh, all bets are off. <laughs> Would you have recommended the electric chair if it was over yes, 20? <laughs> absolutely. Yes. <laughs> that may have been Pat's best rant since all mullet, no muscle about Gundy. <laughs> Law and order here, baby. Law and order. Pete, who do you mm -hmm. side of yawn? So I, I don't know. I, I'm a big efficiency believer, you know, so I would obviously be annoyed. I don't know. Pat, would you yell at someone in front of you if they if they if they were gratuitously over the item thing? I I'd have to like I'd have to think about it. Uh, I did. If they snap were gratuitously the over, I'm sorry. If they were gratuitously over, I would probably say something. I would probably say Jesus, you know, something <laughs> to that effect. But if they're way over, I, if they're way over, I'd bite them. But this one went right <laughs> at her. I mean, this is an attack. Yeah. Well, there was yeah. ver verbal exchange first, then a punch yeah. to the head. Yeah, yeah. just hauled it's off fine. and hit her. Mm -hmm. Those are like the characters from the Bruce Springsteen song. Like, <laughs> Route 9, Howell, New Jersey. <laughs> down at the shop, right? Burned out hulls of a Chevrolet outside. Behind, behind the steel mill. Mama Pushing got the in. shopping cart out into the hopeless gray afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Mama brought 18 to the express line, never returned. I really, I really hope Shiano offered the lady a scholarship because she'd be better than anyone Rutgers started on defense this, the, this year. That's true. This is the kind of aggression that Rutgers yeah. needs out of its linebackers. Oh, and, keep, and the two chopping. of the women, two of the women are from Brick, New Jersey, right? Is that as much as Guntown, Mississippi, is the perfect name for a town in Mississippi? Brick is the. Why'd you name it Brick? We make bricks. <laughs> I want a we linebacker have a kangaroo from sighting at Auburn. By the way, we haven't we haven't got to that yet. Yeah, oh did it get God, over God. there? Did it, it, there's no sign. I looked up. The Guntown kangaroo is still loose. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Or dead? I really. That's dead. I guarantee it's dead. It was served for you know <laughs> in a fricassee two days before Thanksgiving in Guntown. <laughs> This turkey tastes a little different, Uncle Bob. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Try a different recipe. <laughs> when did a turkey get a pouch? <laughs> Where's the white meat, Uncle Bob? There ain't no white meat with this one, son. I got one of them highfalutin special turkeys. <sighs> All right. Well, I, I, I did you come up with a ruling, Judge Thamel? Uh, we gotta get to race for the case. <laughs> no, no. We'll, let, we'll let Springsteen decide. <laughs> All right, a lot of trouble. We ongoing saga. We will. Uh, we'll stay on oh, this yeah. legal mm -hmm. legal case. Uh, all right, it is uh, race for the case time. Now I, I we got to work this out. Okay, is this the last race for the case, and then we do a separate one for the bowls? Yes. Is that how it works? Mm -hmm. And so if Tap 40 wins, Pat's got a drink, Bush Light while taping the pod next week. Yep. Okay. And then and then, and then at that point we'll pick the we'll do a bowl pick at some point. Or do we we let it all ride down to the Army Navy game? I think we should just yeah. settle it this weekend. Yeah, settle yeah. it this week. Okay. All right. By the so way, if there's a tiebreaker, we'll use the Army Navy. If there's a tiebreaker, yeah, we have Army Navy. Break. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right now. Pete has 47 wins, 35 losses, two ties. Pat has 34 wins, eight, uh, 48 losses, and two ties. So, Tap 40 has a one-game lead. 
So Pat needs to have a really good picking. Tap is the opposite of Pat. Pat's picks were so bad, you can make a lot of money if you became the opposite of Pat, which is Tap. I am at 40, 43, and one. Just general, just mediocrity and miserableness, which is pretty much the story of my life. Why It's why I'm hosting this podcast right now. <laughs> I think next year we just have to make Tap his own character and make it a four-man race. Yeah, it really should be. But um, yeah. anyway, so here we go. All right. Pete is in really good. Just tap can't win the rate, the case. I think Pete's basically got it mathematically wrapped up here. We have six games to pick and he's got a, he's got a seven game lead. It's just basically whether or not I'm going to drink Bush light live That's or it. not. That's so what, it is. what it's coming down to. So let's yeah. start. Okay. Championship <clears throat> weekend. Right. Who's got championship heart? Who can do this? <laughs> Friday night, pack 12, Oregon, Utah, Utah's given six and a half. 8 p.m. on ABC from Levi's. Oh, that ought to be full. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a 5 o'clock local game. Yeah, 5 o'clock I've local. never gone to a football game on, on, a, on a weekday at 5 o'clock. I've been to the Pac-12 game before. It's not not uh, not a lot of – there's traffic, but not for the game. Plenty yeah. of seats available. All right, Pat, who do you got? Oregon, Utah. Better be right. Ducks cover. Utes win. Utes win and force the issue with the playoff committee. But the Ducks cover in a low-scoring slog. Both very good defensive teams. Uh, I've got this Utah 17, Oregon 13. Ah, all right. Pete, give me the Utes. I'm flying all that way to see them. They're going to play. They Pro Football Focus put out their all-pack 12 defensive team, and like nine of the 11 players were Utah players. I think Herbert struggles. I think that is an excellent offensive-defensive line matchup. Utah's D-line's outstanding. Oregon's O-line's veteran and, and pretty good. I just think that – I think I agree it is low scoring. I think Utah will win 17-10. 81% of the money is currently on the under, which is 46.5. Uh, yeah. So you guys are both picking that. I would do the same. I like Utah. I think they should be the fourth team. Obviously, Georgia can, can change that. But if it comes to the opening, I like Utah. I like them in this game. I am not a uh, Justin uh, Herbert fan after the uh, what I watched against Arizona State. Don't think he's that good. We will see. He can shut me up, though. Big Ten title game. For the first time in a long time, it's possible that the Big Ten champion will actually go to the playoff. Ohio State is giving 16 against Wisconsin. They murdered them in Columbus earlier. 91% of the money is on OSU. This is 8 p.m. Saturday night on Fox. I'm going with the people. It's just I was at that first game that they played and, you know, Ohio State had their way with them. I don't see how much will change. It's not like Wisconsin all of a sudden is going to develop their deficiencies. Like they're not going to be able to throw the ball. They're not going to be able to score with them. They really weren't able to stop them very well. So I think Ohio State wins 34 to 10. All right. Yeah, I'm with you because um, if you remember that that game was close till halftime. It was played in a steady rain. That's not going to be an issue. There will be no neutralizing or equalizing weather conditions because they're indoors at Lucas Oil Stadium. So Ohio State speed will rule the day. Even if they're able to game plan around Chase Young like Michigan was, there's plenty of other good defensive players. Uh, Ohio State out to get that number one spot if there's an argument with LSU. So they want the style points. They'll put on the style points. Ohio State 41, Wisconsin 15, cover, Buckeyes cover. Yeah, I've been with Buckeyes all year, and I am sticking with them. Just watch them destroy uh, Michigan. That's a great offense. Ohio State, and they're going to put points. Huge deal to be number one, as we mentioned earlier. All right, ACC, Clemson versus Virginia. Feel the buzz. Clemson's giving 28 and a half. This is so much better than an 18 playoff. So much better. Clemson giving 28 and a half. This is from Charlotte. Pete, how am I going to go against Clemson, you know? Like they're actually playing really well right now. They played really well all year. They are very good. I'm actually doing a column this week about how good Clemson is. It took the four coaches who played them today. And they're all like, yeah, offensively, they're better than last year. Defensively, they're they're a notch below, obviously, especially up front. But Virginia is not going to be able to manipulate their weaknesses. So I feel like this is a uh, 42 to 17 kind of game. 42, 17 wouldn't cover, though. You're it taking Clemson right. to cover. Uh, Numbers no, I'm 28 not. I'm sorry. Nope. We'll, <laughs> go, we'll go 49 to 10. Sorry. Okay. Good, good picking. Good Didn't picking take a there. lot of math classes at Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Clemson to cover, except I'm picking a score that wouldn't cover. Um, no, I've, I'm taking Clemson all the way. Uh, they're on a war path. Dabo's 
like going way over the top about the disrespect and this and that. They're playing great. They're good on both sides of the ball. Virginia is a one-trick pony. Brent Venables can deal with that one trick. His name is Bryce Perkins. They're not going to get much. It's going to be 39-7 Clemson. Yeah, the, the, the Dabo being all chapped about disrespect is enough for me to say uh, this won't be pretty. Taking Clemson and the uh, giving the points, no problem. All right, another rematch. Baylor versus Oklahoma. Okay, Boomer. Noon from AT&T. Oklahoma's given nine. It's the smallest line for OU all season. A little factoid from Sully. All right, this one will get in early. They will not know whether they've been eliminated yet. Pete, you got uh, you got the Sooners or you got the Smock? Uh, I'm running with the Smock. It's not even close. <laughs> I mean, Baylor, God, they threw up on themselves in that game last time. And I think Baylor's just playing well. You know, like just if you if you go back and look at their last handful of games, they they're a little bit like Minnesota was in the midseason. They've just kept getting better and people were underestimating them on preseason analysis. And if you if even like, again, thumping Kansas isn't exactly going to get anyone excited, but there were a lot of teams that didn't thump Kansas. So uh, they played well against Texas. They beat Kansas 61 to six. I think they're they're hitting their stride. Uh, you know, what? I'm going to take Baylor to win. Baylor's going to win. T- Baylor's going to win 31-28. This is what happens when you have an insurmountable lead. <laughs> Just starts calling but it shots. Like 28 to 3 in the last game or something. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Here's the thing. Clearly, Pete Thamel was reading the 40-yard dash before he made his pick because I picked Baylor 30 to 28 uh in the column and I I mean Oklahoma has not played great down the stretch. They won by 18 at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's quarterback was out. They had no offense. They got Chuba Hubbard, and that's it. So, you know, the games before that were very close. Passing game is dwindling. The last couple games, they're not doing much with the passing game. Baylor's good defensively. So I'm taking the Bears to pull the upset 30-28. Sick them. I I am going to go Baylor because they're getting the points. I think Oklahoma wins, but I'm going to take Baylor. Nine points is a lot in this game. I'm not particularly sure what the enthusiasm for Oklahoma is on this, so I feel pretty good about that one. All right, finally, the the, the best one of the weekend, Georgia, LSU. LSU's given seven. 84% of the money is on LSU. It's from Atlanta, though. Georgia will have the uh, preponderance of uh, fans. That uh, term makes sense. Pat? Who you got? I'm I'm rolling with the Tigers here. The big problem, the big, big problem, Georgia's offense is not very good, and it's got no receivers for at least half the game. Lawrence Cager's their best receiver. He is out with an injury. George Pickens is their most talented receiver. He's out for half a game because he lost his mind against Georgia Tech, got into a fist fight with the Georgia Tech DB, dragged him into the wall by his face mask, and so he's suspended for a half. Uh, so Jake Fromm has nobody to throw to and they already struggle moving the ball so you know again great matchup of offense versus defense on the other side LSU's offense Georgia's D LSU's still got too many weapons Georgia doesn't have enough Tigers by 10 love the good half of the suspension oh yeah right that'll that'll teach him you damn near <laughs> maimed that kid, but <laughs> eh, I want you to have a seat for a couple quarters. Yeah, I'm going LSU on this. I just, I, I don't too. know. I don't, I don't think you need oh, to. I didn't even I got LSU to you. wins by yeah. 21. Yeah. yeah, I like LSU. All right, locks of the week. We only have a few games left, so we'll see if we uh, try not to uh, jump on. Oh, I get to go first, right? Yeah. I get to yeah, go first go now. It. All right, I'm taking Boise State. Given 13 and a half. Game is in Boise, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's in Boise. Uh, they won the the original, playing pretty well. They're on like their third string quarterback, but not bad. I've watched a ton of Boise this year. Pretty much every Boise game is on national television, like Notre Dame. You know, they're on, on one of them. So I'm taking Boise, Hawaii. Gonna get up there. Gonna be like, yeah, we're good. It's a little chilly. Now they've actually been playing. They showed some heart. The Rainbow Warriors. I like seeing Hawaii in there. Good to see. But uh, I'll take Boise State despite the 13 and a half. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Boise's going to win, but I will say, give give the Rainbow Warriors credit for this. They went into a sleet and driving snow miserable game in Reno, Reno. and beat yeah. Nevada senseless. So I don't think they're worried about bad weather. I just don't think they're good enough. My lock, though, is going to be Central Michigan against Miami of Ohio in the Mid-American Championship game. Jim McElwain done an unbelievable job in his first year coaching Central Michigan. He's at a level that's more in his country or in his comfort zone. Miami of Ohio is just kind of happy to be there. They've wandered in. They're not that good. They lost their last game by like 14 to Ball State, I believe. Michigan Central Michigan's laying seven. 
They've scored over 40, I think, three games in a row. So I think they're going over 40 again, and they are covering the seven with ease. I'm going to go back to an old lock of the week favorite, Appalachian State. I knew uh, it. Six and a half against Louisiana. App State won at Louisiana 17-7 earlier this year. App State's offense has been on a roll. Uh, yeah, just think that's. I think Boone will be a rockin' at the noon kick. So I'm going to take uh, the Fighting Drinkwitzes. All right, this is going to be very exciting because we will decide. We will determine whether Pat has to drink the Bush Light next week, mm-hmm. and if he does during the pod, we will have a five-hour podcast. So that he has to. Uh, he doesn't know he has to drink all of it, right? All of it. All of it in uh, one hour. Yeah. You're going to do Century Club. Yeah. It's now a well-aged bush light. I mean, this is yes. like four months old now. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just getting to its peak. We got a backlog of support animal stories, so we could have a good two hours. Yeah, we can do it all. Yeah. Uh, no. I actually tanked last season just to set up Pat for this very moment. So I think it's pretty this diabolical is, it's really that good. we're here now, finally. This so. is very, very What exciting. a genius. <laughs> this is this is more exciting than uh than than the playoff we should have a playoff committee meeting will he do it or not sit around discuss it <laughs> joey galloway on here i'll, yeah. sit, heather, there. Heather, I'll sit across from reese davis and yeah you know, heather dinich yeah. can be the race for the case correspondent it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be good it's gonna be a lot of stuff. queso a lot of guac some lot margaritas of, uh, yeah all Maybe. right we will uh we'll talk to you on sunday gonna be a great weekend talk to you then see you One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.